Street, Long Walk. Good evening. Good night. <laughs> no, I. It depends on how many hours you get to sleep. Sometimes as to whether it's good morning, good afternoon, good night, or I'm here. You know. Uh, Today, today, I'm. I, it's a good evening, I promise you. But when it's time to go to bed, it's going to be good night, you know. Uh, but we are glad to be in the house of God this evening. Glad to have everyone here. Uh, glad to have Grandpa and Grandma, Uncle. You know, Brandon, you're lucky. He's not older than you. There was one time I had an uncle who was who was younger than me. So, huh? It's he. No. <laughs> don't, don't. I don't need to be confused any worse than I am. You know, I told everybody this yesterday. Your pastor, um, Brother Ike, I don't know if I told you. Yesterday morning I took two of the wrong pills. I took one of the right pills and I took one of the wrong pills and they was two pain pills. So about three hours or so after I took those two pills, you wouldn't have been very proud of your pastor. Everything was funny. <laughs> A few hours later, though, everything was just it was pain. And then when it got to wearing off, it was a headache. Now, most folks call that a hangover. But um, anyways, Lynetta took the one medicine I'm not supposed to be taking with the other medicine and put it in another bag. And when I got up this morning to take my medicine, I read every bottle. And um, But, you know, you do something like that, you, it's, it's all right to make a mistake. But you know what? Don't repeat it. You ever thought about that? We all sin. But when God convicts us of sin and we know we're not supposed to, why do we repeat it? And you just stop to think about it. But I'm glad to be in God's house tonight. Glad to say that uh, I, we, we cleaned the baptistry up this morning and um, got all hot and sweaty doing that. And, and that's all right because we washed it real, real good down there and all the sweat down too. And then we got it filled up, and we're going to use it tomorrow. Amen? And so I'm thankful for that. I told Brother Lonnie while I was over here filling it up, I was ready to shout. Two most underused things in the church are an altar and a baptistry. You think about why. Church, we use these altars more. We use those baptistries. Anyway, stand with us tonight. I want to go, Lord, in prayer. Be much in prayer for all those as we have been on our prayer request list. Pray for those that are lost. Pray for those that are backslidden. Pray for our country, leaders, one for another. And lift them up in prayer. Remember, especially those that are lost, as we've been praying. Anything on anybody's heart before we go to prayer? Remember Brother Don. Brother Johnny. Brother Jerry and Sister Joanne, remember that. Remember Brother Lonnie. Amen. All 
All right. Brother, Brother Johnny, will you open us tonight in prayer? Lord, we pray tonight that you the mighty outpouring of your spirit to us tonight. Lord, help us. This evening, uh, we're going to let Zach lead us tonight. Uh, so you be praying for song service and pray about whether you got a testimony or so. Go ahead and grab your blue book and turn to page 256, page 256.
Uh, go ahead and turn to page 152, page 152.
Uh, go ahead and flip over to page 42. Page 42. Go ahead and turn to page 98. and the 
ahead and turn to page 217, page 217. have a special this evening.
never had to introduce myself to God. Amen. But I'm sure glad one day he introduced himself to me. Knew me from the start. And still desired for me to meet him. You think about it, church. I'm glad he knows my name. Amen. I'm glad he loves me. Glad he's with me. When you stop to think about all that God's done, how could you not want to thank him? If you would stand with us tonight, we're going to go to prayer for Brother Lonnie just before he comes. Brother Lonnie, again tonight, have the liberty. Father, this evening we come before you, Lord. We thank you for your many blessings. We thank you, God, for allowing us to be in the house this evening. Thank you, Father, for each of these that are here tonight. And we pray, dear God, that we would have open hearts, open minds. Dear God, receptive to you and your spirit, Lord, to the word. God, I pray tonight that you would anoint Brother Lonnie, dear God. Again, we ask you, Father, from the top of his head to the bottom of his feet, front to back, dear God, we pray anointing, Father, in voice. <coughs> Anointing, Father, in wisdom, stamina, dear God, Lord, anointing in clarity. And Lord, I pray tonight, let him not be afraid to say anything, Father, that needs to be said. Lord, I pray tonight that your word would just come forth and just glow in our hearts, precious God, and deal with us, Lord, as we need to be dealt with. God, to raise us and lift us, dear God. But, Father, if need be, Lord, to push us down a little bit so we don't think so much of ourselves. But, dear God, we think more of you. Lord, I just pray tonight that your will will be done in my life and the lives of these that are here. And we'll give you glory, Father, we'll give you praise, Lord, in Jesus' blessed, righteous, and holy, beloved name. And amen. Amen. I have sensed the presence of the Holy One, haven't you? That he's in our midst tonight. And let me tell you, he never comes for naught. He always has a purpose and a reason when he comes. And I tell you, I don't know about you. I think I do. But I want to tell you, this guy needs to be in the presence of the Lord every day of my life. Amen? Amen. Amen. And uh, I've sensed his presence. I've asked him to come. Haven't you? I've invited him to come and pleaded with him to be in in our midst, and you know, I doubt if we know how much good could be done of one night totally in the presence of God, right. what he would do for us. Right. Thank you tonight for coming. Thank you for your prayers for me. Uh, I'm a little bit better. I'm still not on the front row yet, but I'm working on it. And thank you for your patience with me uh, during this time of sickness and uh, whatever's going on in my body, I thank you, and I'm I'm really regretting that I just couldn't come full speed and top-notch and ready to go, but God knows all about that, doesn't he? He just told me to present myself a living sacrifice for him, and I'm trying to do that very, very much. Appreciate your dear pastor and his wife, and his girls and the boys-in-laws, and uh, those beautiful little kids. You take care of God's man, and God will take care of you. 
I promise you that. You want God's blessing? You bless God's man. And you stand with God's man and pray for him. And God will bless you. I'm an old preacher now. I've earned my gray hair. I see some others that are gray hair back there that didn't used to be as well. Some of you look like a new moon coming up back there. I don't see any hair even, you know. But I've learned some things over the years. God is not reluctant to bless his people. God wants to do something in our midst greater than we want him to even. And if we'll become submissive and submit to him and yield to him, God will do great and mighty things in our midst. After a good deal of prayer today, and I thank you for that wonderful room over there in the motel that's so comfortable and nice, and may God bless you for it, and the dear pastor for taking care of this, and I pray you'll bless him for it as well. And seeking the Lord, I feel tonight that I've got my thumb on the need, and I'm going to do my best to preach it to you tonight, inviting you to take the word of God and go with me. I'm going to dance around a little bit in the scripture in different places, going to different ones. You keep your Bible open, follow me in the word. We'll try to stay in the word and in the will of God and give you what he needs. How many of you are concerned about this time we're living in? Amen. You were in the altar last night praying for loved ones. My, I've got some there. I'm begging God not to let them go to hell. He'll do something in their lives that they'll turn and realize that they need the Lord. But we're in a situation that I've never been in before in my life. I started preaching to you as a young man. A lot of years have come and gone. I never thought that I'd see Brother Gary America in the condition it's in, did you? I never thought I'd see the churches throughout our denomination and throughout America, and I preach for a lot of different folks, in the condition that they're in. We must have the hand of God back in our midst. We've got to have a visit from heaven. God help on what's happening in Ukraine can and very likely will happen here in America unless we have a real awakening and turning back to God. Amen. Now, that's dreadful to think about. We think, no, it could never, never happen here. We have guns and all of this. But if we don't have God, we don't have anything. And it scares me for the fact, <clears throat> I mean, some of us wouldn't be cheated out of much if we, our life was tough tonight. Oh, what I love for my granddaughters and, and your grandchildren to have a good, blessed life like we've had. Amen. Amen. And unless we have revival, I fear very much it's going to be taken away from them, that which we built for them. So tonight as I preach, take me serious, will you? You take me serious. Let's bounce around in the scripture a little bit. Let's go to Psalm 31 and 2. Like I said, you may not be able to stay up with me. I'm going to go to lots of scriptures tonight to say what I want to say. The Word of God said, 31 and 2, Bow down thine ear to me. Deliver me speedily. 
Be thou my strong rock for the house of defense to save me. Psalms 86 and 1. Bow down thine ear, O Lord, hear me, for I am poor and needy. <clears throat> Please let me call your attention to the wording of the scripture here. The psalmist is praying, bow down thine ear to me. Now it's been a tradition here in the Ozarks, and a few companies that you have maybe seen this or maybe done this. Have you ever saw an old man, for instance, have a little child speaking to them, and they couldn't understand what they were saying, and they would do this. What, honey, did you say? You ever seen that? Maybe it's just a tradition that was in my day, but I can remember and see people, old people especially, doing this. What did you say, honey? The psalmist is saying, bow down thine ear to me, O God. And I want to preach tonight when God leans over and lends an ear. Father, Please give me the greatest anointing that I've ever had. Lord, I've preached for 55 years nearly. I've preached longer than that, actually, Lord, when I do the math. And I need you tonight. We're in desperate times. Our situation is grave. The enemy's guns are already pointed at us. Satan is tempting to destroy this nation. And we're begging you, God, for help. And like the child speaking to the old gentleman, we beseech you to lean over and see what we're saying, God, tonight. Because we need your help so very much. Please come by. Give your power and your Holy Spirit. I pray and ask it in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. <coughs> when God leans over, and lends an ear. The psalmist further said, He shall call upon me, and I'll answer him. I'll be with him in trouble. <coughs> I will deliver him and honor him. <coughs> the psalmist then said, Then shall you call upon me, and you shall go and pray unto me, and I will hearken and to you. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> you see, prayer is the life stream of the Christian life. <coughs> I'm here tonight physically in the body because of prayer. My mother prayed for me and begged God to let me be born and be healthy and let her live till she, I was seven years old so she could teach me about Jesus. I want to tell you, 
Can I tell you a little bit about my life story? <coughs> I was a sick child at a home where two of the children had already died. <coughs> the last one born in our family. We were very, very going poverty stricken, poor people. And uh, my mother had a great deal of physical problems in her body. My dad was a man given to alcohol and sin. He was a veteran of the war. He was an orphan himself at five, and he just grew up as hard as nails, fighting his way through life, working for pennies, and literally worked for a quarter a day, plowed a mule from sunup to sundown for 25 cents and gave it to his daddy for him to have something to eat. Then take you, Brother Gary, and show you the field he plowed for that. His dad grew up without knowing God and away from God. My mother had physical problems that should have rendered her incapable of ever having a child. My mother had surgery a female surgery, complicated in her day. She had such an infection in her body <coughs> that it was required to take her female parts out and medicate them, scrape her wound, and do various situations to try to save her life. My mother made it through that surgery came back to the doctor for her checkup, and the doctor ran his test, and he likely had a heart attack. He said, woman, there is literally no way possible that you could have been carrying a baby through that surgery, <coughs> and the baby survived. He said, woman, to scrape a womb will dislodge a baby. To medicate you with morphine will literally kill a baby. And he brought out medical records and laid them down on the desk before other doctors had come in. And they looked at the records <coughs> in the situation and said there's no way possible that she could have been carrying a baby and that baby survived. The doctor only got one or two things right. He said, woman, if you live, it'll be a miracle and have this child. And he said this, if you do have this baby, there'll be something wrong with it. And he got that right. And when she finally, through seeking the face of God and praying and begging God, and I was delivered full term and healthy, the only thing he got right <coughs> was God's got a purpose for this baby. I've preached some 55 years now, 
this old book, not a famous man, Gary, not a big important man, or anything like that. But I'm just born to serve the Lord. And he told my mother, even if you'd had that child, you won't live to raise him. And my mama sought God and said, God, if you'll let me have him till I'm seven, until he's seven, you can take me on that I can teach him about you. Would you believe my mother lived to be up in her 80s? And here I am, believe it or not, 71 and a half. I know I look like I'm 29. And what are you saying, Dad? I just feel it necessary to say, thank God that they're doing away with abortion. In our state, anyway. Because had I been in this hour, they would have aborted me and probably never even told my mother. <coughs> God had a purpose. And I preached his gospel for a lot of years now. They're going to die preaching it. That's what prayer will do, though. Mama went to seek in the face of God, and God leaned over from heaven and lent her an ear and touched her and me. Here I am tonight preaching to you. I remember the fall of 1964. A young boy sitting in the back of a brush arbor revival walked down the sawdust trail and got on my face again and begged the Lord Jesus to save me and to come into my life. And he did just that. God leaned over and he gave me his ear, Brother Gary, and saved my soul. And what the end of the story, though, a few years God began to deal with my heart about preaching his gospel. <coughs> I began to surrender my life to him. We lived in a little shack beside the road. My mother had to work at one time for a little while put something on the table for us to eat. And I was just a boy, home by myself. And then there was a radio station out of Bearville, KTHS, that had a gospel crusading program and some preaching at 11.30. <coughs> I had an old cane bottom chair. I mean, you know what I'm talking about. But it had been laced together like that. And hand-built had become my altar. And every day, I'd kneel by that. The singing Lampeters were going strong. They were young men. They were singing a stroll over heaven. And Jesus signed my pardon in songs like that. And I'd kneel in that little house by myself and get on my face before God. And God began to work in my heart and life begin to prepare me for his work. Pretty soon, God laid the burden up on my heart to go preach the gospel. I didn't have a car. I didn't have clothes suitable for the ministry. <coughs> I had a spotted horse. Got a robe. Daddy took my horse and sold it. I bought him an old little woman, 54 Chevy. And I began to drive that over the hills back home there, preaching the gospel in old Alabama. 
place they ever sat a barrel called high. Had two regular appointments as a boy. And I'd kneel by that old chair and I'd seek God. But I had a place down in some pine trees along the creek that I'd go every day and meet with God. And I'd seen this, and so I tried it. Did not want at all to go down there and have a friendly. But I'd kick a rock up out of the road, get up too far to fire back home. Well, I couldn't go. More rocks than in dirt. And I'd carry it down the foot of that tree, preacher, where I prayed, and I brought that rock down. You know how that remembered? When you had a commentator house. Anybody said something about commentators? I thought they were talking about Around there, so they this old school out of peace, and they turn around. 
is full of people who cried out to God and God heard their prayers. Jeremiah said, call unto me. I'll answer you and I'll show you great and mighty things which thou knowest not. I've seen some big, pretty big things with God, haven't you? But according to the word of God, he's got things we haven't seen yet. And I tell you, it's time that we begin to get the ear of God and call out to God. Now, if we study the Word of God, you ever notice the word show or shoe as it is in the King James, the true Word of God? <coughs> you know what it means in places? Uncover. You show me, God said, I'll uncover. And this then uh, there's instances like this, 1 Samuel 20, 13, and 2 Samuel 7, 27, where reveal means to open the ear. Children of God, the children of Israel were in bondage, cruel bondage. Pharaoh had made life miserable. This Pharaoh didn't know them, didn't know Joseph, I guess, and didn't know the children of Israel. Joseph was dead. And they cried, and their cry came up unto God by reason of the bondage. The psalmist said, This poor man cried, and the Lord heard him and delivered him out of all of his troubles. Well, the children of Israel began to cry because their bondage was heavy. And what happened? God heard from heaven, and he raised up a Moses told him to leave my people out. And let me tell you tonight, folks, listen, God hears your heart's cry. God knows what your heart's cry is right now. Hezekiah is an example of a man getting the ear of God. Do you remember when Shennacherib, the wicked king, the leader <coughs> Was it the Syria preacher that Sennacherib was their general and leader for? And they were literally steamrolling nations. And he sends a letter to Hezekiah and said, Hezekiah, surrender, in other words. These other nations believed in their God. Look at where they're at. We tucked them. But you know what Hezekiah did? Hezekiah went to the house of God, took that letter and spread it out before God and said, O oh Lord, bow down thine ear and hear. <coughs> Lord, open their eyes and see and hear the words, what he has done to reproach the living God. And you know what? They got the ear of God. God took care of Shennacherib real quick for him. God's still the same God. He's still got the same power. Shennacherib don't fear him a bit. Not for a moment. How many of you remember how Jonah prayed? 
touched the belly of a whale to get him where he needed to be. But let me tell you, from out of the belly of the deep, that man began to cry out to God. And God heard Jonah. And that great fish got sick. If there's anybody that make you sick, it's a backslidden preacher. And they spit him out on the shore. And when he came to Nineveh, that great city, he had a message that mattered. And said, you better get right with God. Or today's Nineveh is going to be overthrown. You listen to what I'm saying tonight. From the depth of the sea, he cried out. And God heard him. Isn't that an amazing thing? Let me take you to the New Testament for a moment. There was a man by the name of Blind Bartimaeus. And he's sitting by the roadside begging. Jesus comes out of Jericho. And this man cried out to the Lord, Thou son of David, have mercy on me. He cried out, Lord, have mercy on me. <coughs> His cry caught the ears of the master. Yeah. This old boy had come home with 20-20 vision. He met the Lord. Jesus met his need. This man had a lunatic son. And this man comes kneeling down to him and said, Lord, would you have mercy on my son? Oh, he's a lunatic. He's so vexed. Oftentimes he falls into the fire and off into the water. <coughs> I brought him to thy disciples and they couldn't help him. Jesus rebuked the devil, and the devil departed out of him, and the child was cured from that very hour. What did he do? God leaned over and lended an ear to the Publican and the Pharisee going up to the temple to pray. Pharisee began to thank God. All his wealth. He tithes, which a man ought to do. Fasted twice a week, which is good for a man to do. And but he thanked God that he wasn't like that publican. How many of you know what a publican is? He's a tax collector. And in that day, they were one of the most hated men in the nation. <coughs> simply because they taxed for the Roman Empire and then levied taxes for their own fees above that. So people tried to dodge them and miss them because they just taken money off of them. <coughs> but this guy got the ear of God, smote himself upon the chest. Said, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. And he got the ear of God. And he went home justified rather than the other one. 
Oh, I could preach all night telling you about great things. But I got good news for you. Tonight his arm is not shortened that he cannot save. Neither his ear heavy that he cannot hear. Now our sins and our iniquities have hid his face that he will not hear us. If you and I regard iniquity in our heart, the Lord won't hear us. But if we'll come clean before him, if we'll come honest before him, I want to tell you right now, he can change your heart. I heard my old hero many years ago tell this story. He was there, it happened to him. In World War II, the Germans were literally pounding the American soldiers back into the sea. There had been a fog over the land that they couldn't have air support. And they literally were being defeated and pushed back into the sea. The fog hung in, and the situation was great. Brother Tommy Bashir said that the general, as it was Eisenhower, passed the word down that night. Every man that knows how to pray, you pray tonight. <coughs> and those men being defeated, <coughs> our liberty and our future in the balance, cried out to God. Brother Tommy said, during the night, an east wind began to blow. And the wind blew. And he said, before daylight the next day, there was a deafening hum in the air. And he said, there was, the air was filled with bombers that moved in on the fighting scene. And he said, we turned them back. And drove them back, and he said they never advanced on us again. They literally won the war. What happened? God heard from Samuel oh God. Yeah. Save our nation. Save us. Give us help. Move this fog out of here. They leaned. God leaned over and led them near. <laughs> I got good news. God will hear the cry of his children. I don't believe there's ever been a desperate prayer that God didn't hear. May not have answered it just like we wanted him to, but God heard him. I want to tell you, I want to say, God, I need your ear tonight. That's our only connection to God. If we cannot pray and get an answer, we have nothing. Sometimes you have to keep praying a long time. Now, I had three children. I've got two grandkids now. Don't have any little ones around the house like the pastor does. But I noticed those little fellas, they do something. Very much. If they want to come and you're not paying attention to them, what do they do?
one unjust judge. Just kept on knocking. Saying, God is visiting me in my adversary. And she kept on knocking. Until he said, not because I fear man or regard any man. Lest this woman weary me, I'm going to avenge her of her adversary. <coughs> you ladies convinced me I was in the will of God tonight. You sound already, he knows my voice. And I tell you, when I come into prayer, I don't have to say, now Lord, this is Lottie. This is my social security number. This is my phone number. This is my address. I'm five foot eight any way you measure me. And my hair's quite white now. I don't have to identify myself. I come into his presence and he knows my voice. I promise you one of those kids can bump their head in that nursery and start crying. You watch. That mama knows that voice. There isn't 15 women get up and run back there. But the mama that knows that voice goes to her child. The Lord knows her voice. And thank God he does. The Bible invites us. Oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord God, our maker. Now, a good part is God's ear is not heavy for the truth either. It's open. Now, I'm hard here, little kid. You need to figure that out. Sit down and be here, little kid. Sometimes I nod my head this way, you know, it's busy, so I don't know if all these things are going on. Just seeing the face of God alone. He's seeing you. God's seeing you. Tonight, make a way down to this altar and get a hold of God. Father.